lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with my good friends, Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin, and all of you at 888-900-3393. That's the number, 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show, and the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Don't forget to go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace. That's where you're going to find clips of this program that you can sample yourself and then share with others as well. It is a get away day for us we're off the rest of the week do we know what's going on thursday and friday Aaron? is it a best of is that what we're doing that's what it is uh, yeah there'll be re-airs of a couple of All right. and shows. If, if you're familiar with this show you know best of is on a sliding scale all right so if, if if we've got best of material they're just letting everybody claim that mantle these days so nonetheless if you're wondering hey how much more mediocre is it on tape compared to live? You're going to learn over the next two days. And the reason why we're taking the next two days off is because I finally get to answer the question I have been asked and I brought it on myself. So I'm not complaining, but I have been asked this question about 10,000 times over the last three and a half years. And I finally get to answer now. When does work begin on the film adaptation to my 2016 book and nefarious plot, which seems rather derivative now, you know, I, that thing was published, man. I get a call one day out of the book. Glenn Beck's like, dude, are you like a prophet? This is like a C.S. Lewis level of work. I just kind of comb through the pages now and I'm like, that's played out. That's played out. <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> so thankfully, we've got some cool story ideas of how to update that material to bring it in uh, to uh, the times we now live in uh, and theaters here in the next year or two, hopefully. So I'm heading out to L.A. to begin work on that and decided in my magnanimity, because if I am known for anything, it is that. Wouldn't you say? Right, right. So in my rare, rare <laughs> attempt at magnanimity i decided to give todd and aaron the days off so you will have to suffer through a worst i'm sorry a a best of uh the steve day show for the next two days coming up here also later today our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation daniel horowitz will join us we'll have our one of our most uh popular segments of the week buy seller hold also i want to let you know as as you're watching more and more of corporate america sign on how many of you've got those notes from let me see i've gotten one have you got one from like little caesars yet Okay, how many corporations want to email me to tell me we're not racist anymore, which kind of bothers me because it makes me think that I've been doing business with racist all these years. How many of those have you gotten, Todd? I, I can't even. I'm at can't even levels. Guys, I want, we want you to know we're not racist anymore. That reminds me of when yeah. the subway here in my hometown had to ban check cashing. And the only reason you would ban that is because at one point in time, you were doing so. At one point in time, you could walk in on a payday, lay down your paycheck, cash it at Subway and say, hey, throw in a turkey and ham. While you're There's this performative thing going around my kid's school district right. where you tweet out your 
thing that you were handed to, you know, at gunpoint, and yeah. then you have to you have to put four more names and hey, tweet it so instantly, like the guns pointed your head live on Twitter, and you have to spam the same thing to everyone. It, it's pathetic. And now, you know, we're getting all these businesses that are emailing us now to tell us we're not racist anymore. Uh, apparently, uh, Warner Brothers has canceled Gone with the Wind for being racist. It, it only has the first ever black Oscar winner in the history of Hollywood. And the movie ends with the South totally decimated and destroyed for its sin of slavery. That's what, that's how it ends. It ends with Sherman's March to Atlanta, just annihilating gaslighting in real time, uh, essentially turning, uh, uh, turning, uh, Atlanta and the South, uh, into Dresden with a firebombing. That's how the movie ends. Uh, It's not a happy ending, but apparently It's racist now, so that movie had to get canceled. So we're going to discuss in the overtime today why The Empire Strikes Back needs to be canceled. That's coming up in the overtime today. The Empire Strikes Back must be canceled. We'll tell you why. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, the good news for you is that'll be posted for you later today at blazetv.com slash dace. If you're not one, though, and you'd like to think, hey, today's the day. The force is with me. I, I need to sign up today. Get a discounted subscription also when you go to blazetv.com slash days. But if you're watching all these businesses now d- genuflecting in the in, in in the marketplace, it has me pining away for everything being rainbow colored in June, right? Remember how annoying that was? We had like a list last year of the most ridiculous, uh, uh, what is it even called? Pride Month, that's right. The most ridiculous corporate Pride Month Knee bends. We didn't we do a segment on that? I think last summer, right? Yeah. Doesn't that seem like Valhalla compared to like what's going on right now? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> when you, when you have opportunities to do businesses with with folk or do business with businesses that won't do stuff like this, okay, take advantage of it. Take advantage of it with our friends over at Patriot Mobile right now. They're offering their lowest prices ever. You can get a customized family plan starting as low as twenty five dollars a month. Uh, and you get the same reliable nationwide service you get from the big boys. They don't try to sneak in those hidden fees the big boys do either. And then they don't take the money you give them and use it against you. They they, they don't do that at Patriot Mobile. They're supporting the same freedom-loving causes that uh, all of you believe in as well. And if you sign up now, they'll waive your activation fee and throw in a free gift. And you can use your current phone, get a new one, same number. They'll, they'll make it as accessible for you as they possibly can. Go there right now. Use my name, Steve, as the promo code when you give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or just go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the final funeral for George Floyd. You take rubber bullets and tear gas to clear out peaceful protesters and then take a Bible and walk in front of a church and use a church as a prop. Wickedness in high places. Really glad this is all about justice and not at all about politics. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Speaking of Joe Biden, one of his potential VP choices, Kamala Harris, had this to say about Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti potentially defunding his city's police department. I support investing in communities so that they become more healthy and therefore more safe. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. In New York City, the head of the Police Benevolent Association, Mike O'Meara, had some strong words for those looking to defund his city's police department. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. 
It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Nobody talks about all the police officers that were killed in the last week in the United States of America. And there were a number of them. We don't condone Minneapolis. We roundly reject what he did as disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not what we do. It's not what police officers do. Our legislators abandoned us. The press is vilifying us. NBA superstar Kyle Kuzma writes in the Players' Tribune, quote, The best analogy I have heard that explains white privilege is that it's like an invisible backpack that every white person wears. If you're white and you're ever up in a situation where you might need help, you can take that backpack off, open it up, and pull out all sorts of bleep. Get out of jail free car, job opportunities, health benefits, housing loans. Don't get me wrong. Black people can get those things too, but it's a lot harder. In completely unrelated news, 40 1% of black-owned businesses closed thanks to the economic shutdowns from the coronavirus. That's according to the National Bureau of Economic Research. Now that the riots seem to be coming to a close, it's time to start talking about lockdowns again. WHO says more than 136,000 cases were reported Sunday. That's the most in a single day so far. Then why do you feel that it's getting better? The key word in that sentence is feel. Dr. Anthony Fauci, your thoughts? Dr. Anthony Fauci calls it his worst nightmare. Like, oh my goodness, uh, when is it going to end? It really is very complicated. So we're, we're just at almost the beginning of really understanding it. Amidst the virtue signaling Olympics from our lawmakers, Tucker Carlson of Fox News says what this show has been saying for eons. Republicans have a moral duty to defend us from this, to stand up now right now when it counts for America's highest and most important ideals. When it really mattered, they promised, they would fight to keep this country from falling apart. Well, now the crisis is here, and they're not even trying. Mitch McConnell is the most powerful Republican in the Congress. He runs the Senate, and that's the one-chamber Republicans still control. So what did Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, do today as American society began to unravel? Mitch McConnell did not defend the country, much less defend you. He read talking points that Nancy Pelosi could have written and that benefited only her. Many Republican senators did that today. These people are cowards and they are liars. They pose as your protectors. They would sell you out for the price of lunch and laugh as you were hauled away. And finally, Las Vegas appears to be open for business. What we're watching is a large man in a sleeveless t-shirt and sanitary gloves sitting at a slot machine attempting to smoke a cigarette while wearing a mask. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> Dude is taking down a lung dart in a mask while wearing medical gloves in front of a slot poker machine, right? It makes as much sense as, as anything else yeah. does. As anything else does. Aaron's montage brought to you by Keeps, Kyle and Josh. They were both losing their hair, no shock, since the dreaded male pattern baldness gene ran in each of their families. But the way they each dealt with their hair loss couldn't have been more different. Kyle kept putting it off. Yeah, it doesn't want to happen, doesn't want to deal with it. That's you know, that's not a dude code thing, by the way. Procrastination is not that dudes do that, but the dude code does not honor that.
actually. All right. Meanwhile, Josh, um, he decided to go to Keeps to learn how to keep his hair. And guess what happened? He found out they've got the only two generic versions of the FDA approved hair loss products that are out there. So he got the real deal and he saved a ton on the generic stuff too. Uh, he never left his couch because he just needed a quick online consultation and he's got Wi-Fi in his home. Uh, he answered a few questions, snapped a few pics of his hair. Then a doctor evaluated everything, recommended the right FDA approved hair loss treatment. And he didn't even have to get up off his rear end until it arrived at his door and he had to walk over there and pick it up. Right? Can't make it any more convenient than that. How about we make it even cheaper for you? Half off your first order right now when you go to keeps.com slash grow. That's keeps.com slash grow. Half off your first order at keeps.com slash grow. I am I can't tell you how excited I am to see the Tucker Carlson program essentially become the Steve Day show. I'm I'm I am ex- I'm I'm exuberant. We were even talking about it before we went on the air. All right. One is because um, it's really hard to continue to convince people that you can be um, marketable with such contrarian content when no one else is, is doing stuff like this. So seeing a guy on a platform, the magnitude of Fox News, pick up your content, or at least, and, and when I say content, I don't mean he's ripping us off. What I mean is he's tapped into, finally, someone is saying what, Shows like this have been trying to say to smaller audiences for 10 years. What people like you have been have been dialing into shows like this for. It's it's about time somebody picked this up in prime time on a platform with the magnitude of a Fox News. Not to mention on a personal level, my contract is up next year and I am ecstatic to see somebody getting rich off of similar material. <laughs> All right, so there's both, there's both that uh, as a patriot, it's about time. Right. Because I've been told I'm essentially blacklisted from places like Fox, because what have I always told you is the cardinal rule of American media everywhere you go. What are you with rare exception? You can do it here. That's why I get it. I've got a job here. You can do it at a few places elsewhere, like a Daily Wire. And I'm going to do a show with Michael Knowles over at the Daily Wire on Friday, actually, while I'm out there in L.A. But but the reason why we know what those places are. Is because they're 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 not plentiful in general particularly in, in broadcast linear media. Gentlemen, what have I always said is the number one cardinal rule you cannot break. What are you not allowed to do? Never Go allowed to, to right. criticize the Republican Party from the right. Yeah, you can't hit the Republicans from the right. And Tucker Carlson is doing it right now, man. And may his house, may his house increase because it is desperately yeah. needed. We aren't, we aren't the parable where we've been working for a long time. And no, we no, no, I'm ecstatic to, to see the this. Show. No, we're the opposite of that. Yeah, it's a little bit like if I was in the minor leagues, and like the first ever switch hitter trying to convince, you know, my organization that you could do this at a major league level. And then all of a sudden I got up one day, opened the paper and Babe Ruth decided, you know, I'm going to, or, or, uh, you know, uh, Hank Aaron decided I'm going to, I'm Hank Aaron hit homers from both sides of the plate. I'm running that into my management and saying, see, 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 I told you, I told you we could do this years ago. I was going to get fired for using my spare time, spare time to go out around the state and campaign for our friend Bob Vanderplatz, who was running for governor at the time. And I got, I got called into the principal's office. I can't do that. And the reason I couldn't do that is because the, the establishment candidate who went on to become governor, he's now the, the ambassador to Jiner, uh, Terry Branstead, uh, didn't like it. And he was a big, him and, his, him and his, uh, his donors were big business associates of the radio station. And I told the station, I, I don't owe you anything with my time off the air. I just don't. And so I'm, I'm not giving it to you. I, I work more than enough hours, but my time off the air is mine. 
They did not like that answer. Um, and so I was brought in on a Monday and I was going to get crap canned despite having the highest rated show in my time slot in the entire state. Until um, our, our, one of our, our GM at the time did a little research and found, and he, and he brought out this example. He said, you know what? I just read that Glenn Beck was at a Tea Party rally endorsing a couple of Tea Party candidates in primaries. So it's not like you're a big outlier, right? Because I'm sitting in Des Moines. I'm in the minor leagues. Glenn's on 500. He's on, he's on 500 radio stations as big or bigger than the one that I am on, singular. And so the fact that he was out there doing it made what I wanted to do as a contrarian, you know, alternative um, perspective or uh, process, it made it more amenable because people are concerned about taking risks, particularly in the media environment where our, our advertisers are to be as fair to Fox as I can. Your, their advertisers, they're, they're under a boycott every week over there, right? Sure. And I've had plenty of criticisms of Fox over the years, but as being, but I'm also sensitive to the pressure they're under. They're under a boycott weekly over there. Some shows getting boycotted every week or canceled every single week. So I'm not jealous at all. In fact, I'm ecstatic to see that it can work on that level. It can work on that level. Something I want to make sure I hit with you before I get out of here for the next few days, because I've already gotten a few emails from, from uh, folks asking me about this stuff as well. I want to make sure we debunk two lies. Because now the massive pivot is back to the panic porn. We can have all these giant super spreader events when, when there's riots or looting or peaceful protests, but you can't have your life back. We cannot denounce these hacks in stark enough or vile enough terms. These are sons of the devil, as St. Paul would say. But I also understand that in our, one of the things we've always tried to do with our audience is equip, help equip you to make your own arguments, right? We're, we're interested in helping create critical thinkers, not drones, So I want to debunk two lies. You're going to see a lot now that the rioting season is over for now. Anyway, unless you live in Seattle, Washington, where apparently they just take over the city hall. I, does anybody know? I, I, can I suggest that they call the police in Seattle? Anybody? Can that, do they have those? Did they defund the police in Seattle already or no? I mean, do you guys know what the cops in Seattle are doing while the city hall was Taken over by Bane? You guys know what they're doing? No? Purge is the new black, Steve. Apparently it is. Okay. Anyway, back to my previous points. Number one, this whole thing about the spike in new cases. You should pay no mind. Sorry, got a scratch. Pay no mind to any of the people peddling this whatsoever. Okay. And maybe you should scratch them off your list of anybody you think is worthy of responding to. Okay. Here's why. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter how many cases we have. You know why we're, we've been having, folks, we've been seeing spikes in new cases ever since we started reopening. Why? Because what was, what, what was the condition from Pope Fauci on down we were given to being able to reopen? What was the prime, one of the primary conditions put on all of these states and locales? What, you guys remember what it was? Mass testing. We needed mass testing. Until we had mass testing, we couldn't reopen, Right. So we have mass testing now because we're reopening. 
And anytime you test for anything, are you going to get more or less of something? Probably more. You're going to get more of anything that you retest, that you're mass testing for. All right? So it doesn't matter how many new cases we have. What matters is how many hospitalizations and deaths we have. And if you've been looking at those numbers around the country, there is nothing standing in the way from reopening virtually everything right now. And I've even been hesitant at times about, I don't know, about opening everything indoors. No. There, there, there is no reason not to, to not reopen. Maybe there needs to be still some crowd limits, some modifications of social distancing with indoor settings. Okay. But there, 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 there's no reason, unless you're, unless you're live at a nursing home or in its parking lot, there, there is no reason for anything right now to not be reopened anywhere in these United States based on the data that matters the most from a public policy perspective. Not to mention the vast majority of people, something like 89 to 91%, depending on what studies you look at, who test positive for coronavirus are never going to show any visible symptoms. It's an overwhelming number or need any hospitalizations. It's an overwhelming number. So don't fall for the new cases canard. I wouldn't even address it on your Facebook pages, your Twitter accounts, your Instagrams. I, don't even let that in. That's, that, that's agate. It's not even propaganda, man. That's just flat out agate prop now. That's, that's newspeak now. You're just being gaslighted with this. Like this is an issue. It, the cases were never an issue. So bringing it even onto your own personal pages and responding to it exposes the lie to more people. I go back to my rules for patriots, right? My 10 commandments of political warfare. Don't let, don't let, don't, unless you, unless it serves your cause, I would not even expose your own platform audiences to this, uh, to this cancer. It's a nothing burger. The only people concerned about a spike in new cases are the same people that are wearing their masks to procreate at night to the very, until the last vote is counted on the first Tuesday in November, because they're convinced the apocalypse must or will occur on Donald Trump's watch. No one else is can, no one else cares. Your neighbors don't care unless they're that kind of person. And if they are, there's no point addressing them anyway. Move on. Do not even address that talking point. Don't confront it. I wouldn't even, I'd ignore it. It's such a terrible argument. It's such obvious gaslighting. I don't think it's worth the salt in your tears, as that song used to say back in the 80s. All right. So it's a dumb stat. It's a beyond it's it's not even good panic porn. It's like a red herring. It's an attempt to change the conversation. And why? I'll tell you why. Because we had a tepid reopening in about a dozen or so states around the country. And amongst those dozen or so states, really only a few put it into warp drive where we live, Iowa, Florida, Georgia, a few others. And they got a jobs report from even a tepid reopening last week on the first Friday of June. Even a tepid reopening in May ended up with, we didn't end up with 14 million more jobs lost. Instead, we ended up with a net gain of two and a half million jobs back. And now they're freaked out because of every, because they thought maybe they'd held this thing long enough. They had punked Donald Trump long enough. And frankly, he's, he's, involved, he's helped them punk himself on this reopening, they thought they had wrecked the economy enough that it was going to take months and months and months to rebound. And frankly, I, I kind of thought maybe they did too. And then lo and behold, even a tepid reopening and you saw America, right? Spirit of America, that dude dropping a lung dart in a mask in front of a penny slot in Vegas. That's America right there, all right? Came roaring back and they were like, oh bleep, 
if that happened with only a few states taking this seriously, what happens if they all do? This thing's going to be humming again like it was before by Labor Day, and we're screwed. So that's what this is about. That's why I wouldn't even address it. I wouldn't confront it. I wouldn't give it the time of day. It's such an obvious canard. It's not even a camel's nose under the tent. It's a camel's butt cheek. It's not worthy. It's not worthy of even the time I've given it here, frankly. It's such an obvious gaslighting. The talking point that is worth addressing, however, is the whole asymptomatic spread and whether or not it's rare or it's involved in 40% of the transmission slash infections as the World Health Organization is now walking back from what they said on Monday. I addressed this on Monday when they said it was rare. It was always going to be rare because it's rare in virology. It's rare in immunology. It's rare in biology. It's why when Todd comes in and says to me, my kids are sick with the flu, I don't tell him he needs to take the day off. But when Todd comes in and says, I have a temperature, I tell Todd to go home because it's rare, period. It's rare. That's what Dr. Scott Atlas of Stanford University met on this show a month and a half ago when he said, we don't just throw out the laws of immunology and virology. Well, we did. We assumed the novel coronavirus meant that all kinds of people would gather at these super spreader events, be asymptomatic, and then go home and kill grandpa or the infirm or the, or the comorbid. That's why we had to shut everything down was because of that lie or fear. Maybe it wasn't a lie at first, a legitimate fear, but none of the data has supported it for the last month or longer. And now the WHO claiming that it can happen in 40% of cases, I want to reiterate this. That is impossible. There's no way that is true. And you don't have to be an immunologist, a virologist, a biologist, or anything else extraordinary to know that that is a lie. You just need to know 2 plus 2 is not 456. Here's why. Every single antibody study we have done of a community on planet Earth, in every hemisphere, in every continent has come back with a sample that shows anywhere from 2 to 20% of those people tested positive for antibodies. The vast majority of them were asymptomatic with those antibodies. I think of the case in New York City where they did the 800 children in, in Manhattan and Brooklyn. 20% of them tested positive for antibodies. None of them had any symptoms. Which means if we've got all these people with antibodies and they never showed any symptoms and it's an infection rate of 2 to 20% of antibodies in all of these serology tests anywhere from Spain to the very first one that was done in that town where they had the carnival in Germany at the end of March. Everywhere this has been done, this is the, these are the numbers we have seen. If that many people are walking around asymptomatically with the virus, Everywhere in the world would be Lombardy, Italy, or New York City if they went home and infected or transmitted it to 40% of the others in the world. This would be going on everywhere. Everywhere. Lombardy, Italy, and New York City would have occurred everywhere in this world, except it did not. And that's how you know this is a lie. It, it, at best, they just really suck at life. That's, that's, the, that's the best I can tell you over at the WHO. They just suck at this. It doesn't add up. We'd be, we'd be inundated. Our hospitals would be inundated still all over this country. They're not.
That's a lie. It can't possibly be true. The math doesn't work. I have been exposed and I have exposed an inordinate amount, a ginormous amount of panic porn the last three months on this show. But the idea that 40% of transmissions of coronavirus are asymptomatic, it's one thing to claim that and scare the hell out of people before we've had three months now of serology prevalence studies. It's one thing to scare the hell out of people with that on March 10th. It's another thing to try it on June 10th with all of this data out there. This is the dumbest panic porn I have seen over the last few months. The dumbest. It just assumes everybody is stupid. Everybody is. That you have never been exposed to an antibody test, never taken one, don't know what it is. That may be its best assumption, though. And I got to tell you, maybe, and maybe they'll be right, given that in the last two presidential primary cycles, millions of Americans voted for Bernie. I don't need to know how much my socialist plans cost Sanders for the highest office in the land. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's genius. I'll have you hurling back into your homes. I don't know. But that math doesn't work. And they know this. They, they know it. They've got better serology antibody study than I do. They know it's a lie. They just think you're dumb enough to fall for it. Buy, sell, or hold is next. Back here on the Steve Day Show, let's get to buy, sell, or hold, one of our more popular segments each and every month, brought to you by Rough Greens Vitasmart. Here's something you might not know about your dog's food. That dry dog food stuff your dog loves, you know, though, everything that they really need the most from their food is pretty much gone. Same reason they do this to our food, which is the same reason we're taking so many supplements as humans nowadays, but we want mass production for mass consumption and long shelf life. Same thing with our puppies. And so those living organisms, the vitamins, nutrients, um, the omega oils, antioxidants, those things are gone. That's why we're taking supplements and that's why your dog could use the premium dog food supplement known as Rough Greens Vitasmart. It puts all of that good stuff back into your dog's food with a great tasting and I don't know this for sure. I just know that our dog loves how it tastes so I'm taking his word for it, all right? But it's a great tasting powder you sprinkle over your dog's food to put all the good stuff back in that was taken out, all right? And if you wanna see your dog thrive like, like never before, 14 days. They ask you to take it uh, to tr- to take the 14 day challenge and see if you don't see an improvement in your dog for 14 to in, the, in those 14 days, which is why they made it uh, inexpensive at the same time. It's only 15 bucks, less than that actually. 14.95 for a 14 day jumpstart for your dog's health. Roughgreens.com/blaze is where you can go to give this a shot. Rough is spelled by the way, R U F F there, little cleverness for you. Roughgreens.com/blaze again, roughgreens.com/blaze. Here's the rules of buy seller hold if you don't know, if you're new. Uh, Aaron with a a lot of help from you in the audience. We'll hand to Todd and I a series of statements, predictions, uh, prophecies, etc. On uh, no subject, no topic is really off limits. Todd and I will decide: Are we buying that? Are we selling that? Only once per episode. Are we permitted though to take out a hold? And if it's for any reason other than wow, that's lame, then the dude code calls for you in order to 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 be disincentivized from punking out in the future. Um, you'll be scourged. I think that's only fair, Todd. 
I'm in. All right, let's go. All right, we'll start with Wesley D's Twitter talk show and Clown Emporium, who says the Florida Beach Grim Reaper dude dies from self-asphyxiation due to carbon dioxide buildup in his COVID mask. I have buy to, the premise. I have to just sell because I I I I don't feel right. I do. Uh, <laughs> See, I used to not include ones like this. I thought this one was was uh was worth it, it i it's, mean there, it, this it's is karmaic a, yes it, it, it is this entire year has yes, been that. yes um but and while i appreciate um the serendipity attempt just as as a pro-lifer i feel like i just on principle have to sell on that level of ghoulishness it's also but it's it's also it's a more scientific prediction than everything else we're dealing with with coronavirus it's it's more scientific than after three months of of antibody tests that show this the the seroprevalency is much higher than any of our testing has that which means almost all of these people were asymptomatic to then come back around and claim after all of that math is already on the books by the way 40 percent of transmissions are asymptomatic when you know you know mathematically scientifically you know this is not true you know that it's not you know this is a lie you know that it is or you're just i mean you got your science degree from costco okay and your dad pulled some strings so either this is idiocracy or this is a lie and are either one of those options particularly comforting for you no no so uh, so if that's your stance for buying you're right. What what he assesses there from the Clown Emporium is more scientific than what you just got from the WHO. I agree with that. All right. Next up is Russ Salerno, who says the NFL will fart around with kneeling this season just to make a point. Combine that with coronavirus attendance mandates and the NFL brand will end up on its knees like politicians in D.C. He says, buy, sell, or hold. This results in a massive revenue loss and a struggle to keep the brand alive. I'm going to sell. I... I, Russ, with all due respect, I think everything you said there, as Luke Skywalker once said to uh, Kylo Ren, I think everything you said there is wrong. You, you've you connected the dots correctly, but you came up with, I think, the wrong math. Brother, the fact that they're already going to be limited in capacity in the crowds because of the virus gives them an out for social activism, Right? There's not going to be any talking points like there were four years ago when they suffered a 17% drop in television ratings or attendance, which I don't remember which one it was. When, when they were all wokey, they don't have to worry about that talking point. Because everybody acknowledges going in, attendance is going to be way down. Both with built-in social distancing restrictions, and then on top of that, fears people may have. Then I don't think you'll see the TV ratings suffer at all. Because we're jonesing for sports. I mean, I'll just tell you what I'm going to do. I, I'm I, I'm going to ignore all of this. I'm not. We're not going to be arguing about this when, in the fall, because I'm not. The number one thing, if you want to snuff out a fire, is deny it oxygen, right? See, they want reactions from people like us. I'm not going to give it to them. I, I don't care. They don't accomplish anything. They don't do anything. It's the it's the most shallow point. It's the it's 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 not it's not even in the shallow end of the of the virtue signaling pool. It's like in that little pool that's about this deep that the, your your babies in their diapers are kicking water in. That's what this is. So I'm I'm just gonna act like it didn't. It's not happening. I'll just turn on the game a few minutes late to miss all of the 
all of these festivities and just not give them the time of day. I think when you throw in how much people are jonesing for sports, number one. Number two, this is by far the most popular sport in America and there's not a close second. And then number three, they have a built-in excuse for anybody it does offend because they can simply say, well, of course, attendance was always going to be down this year because of the virus. They actually have more license this year because of those factors to, to, to become so woke. I mean, that, that, that uh, you know, uh, they don't blink. They have, they have more, more clearance to do it than they did four years ago. I agree with your, uh, your diagnosis, or I agree with your, um, uh, with, with your assessment, but not your diagnosis. So I'm going to sell. I'll sell just because it goes too far too fast. It won't be brought to its knees this year, but it is uh, it is going to take a hit. It's uh, internally they they sense a moment, and the, the the players themselves that they are simply uh, crazed about. They won't let this go, and it's going to put people off. And I, I, this is what I'm, I I hope I hope I wish you were right. Because, like I said, this is football is too good of a sport to be held hostage by this kind of stuff. I, I wish it would suffer this as fast as possible, uh, and it would, perhaps would make us a Jameis Winston. Uh, he's today when he said that, or yesterday perhaps that he uh, quote historically great quarterback. We laugh at that. We know it's a joke. Dan, Pat, I'm driving in. Dan Patrick, he's as woke as it gets. He's laughing at how that's d- dumb. Well, of course it's dumb. And it's none of us think we're racist for thinking that just because a black guy said it. It's just dumb because it's not true. Well, why do we take it face value what all these guys, white, black, or otherwise, think about race? It's every bit as dumb. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Tyler's uh, metaphoric <laughs> F says Derek Chauvin's, that's the officer in the George Floyd murder, Derek Chauvin's charges were bumped to a higher burden of proof degree of murder to intentionally get an acquittal to cause more rioting before the elections. Can I make one comment? If you would have submitted this at this time last year, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even put it in the, in the lineup. I'm going to buy because I actually said this about a week and a half ago. I absolutely think this is a possibility. Absolutely. Because we're not all the way to premeditated murder, but the, but another degree of murder means that you have to establish some form of motivation, some form of racial animus. That's going to be hard to do because we don't have it yet. So um, I abs- and, and then you have to look at who the attorney general in Minnesota is who did this. He's an Antifa member. It's Ellison, right? That's his name. Yeah. yeah he's an Antifa guy. So, and I think he's also a Muslim Brotherhood person too. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I wholeheartedly think this is a possibility. I said it on this show previously that it wouldn't shock me at all if the reason they went for the harder charges is in the hopes of getting an acquittal so they could have more riots later. So I'm an absolute buy on this because I've already thought the same thing myself. You guys are absolutely right to be listening to the crazy voices in your head on this. Absolutely right. I will only sell for the sake of playing devil's advocate. There seems like there might be enough there, there on the previous relationship with the cop and George as bouncers at this bar and how they didn't like each other. So there's enough possibility of motive there. I'm just putting that out there as the devil's advocate, um, which would legitimize something that would jump from manslaughter to murder, but I'm not 
hardcore on that. Quick correction, by the way, I said earlier, Gone with the Wind ends with the burning of Atlanta. It actually ends with reconstruction. The burning of Atlanta is a key part of the movie, but I, I wanted to make that correction. Some of you emailed that to me. Thank you. Uh, moving on, Bacon says, trick-or-treating will be canceled in most cities, and ones which didn't will wish they had because hell hath no fury like Karen on Halloween. Bye. So, I don't think that'll happen at all. So, trick-or-treating still on everywhere? Uh, well, the, I was told most cities, right? That's right. what I was asked. Will, will, uh, will that happen maybe in a Seattle where there's more dogs than kids and they don't care about kids out there anyway? Well, sure. I could see some cities doing that, but I don't think you'll see most cities canceling trick-or-treating. No, I don't. Kids will be back in school. Sports will be going. You'll be watching things on TV. Trump's going to have rallies. That's that's not going to happen. Nope. All right. Ryan Ben says, if you don't buy this, you hate old people. I'm always down for some good demagoguery since I'm confronted with it on a daily basis, Todd. So I've got to buy. Buy? Of course. Because it's at least the ninth time I've hated old people since the middle of March. So, yes. Well said. Tylen Wheeler says the NFL will have record numbers this year and they will believe it is because they let people kneel and not because we had nothing better to do. See, there's much more of a possibility of this happening. There is going to be record TV numbers this year. We had record numbers of the draft. People are jonesing for it. And now it's looking less and less likely we're going to have baseball to cover the summer months before football starts. We may be starting. I think you're going to see training camps start earlier than ever before. They're not going to wait till the middle of to the end of July to start camps in the NFL. I think they're going to start them in early to mid July. Why? Well, the excuse that's going to be given is these guys didn't have OTAs and workouts all off season, so we want to give them more time to get in shape. The real reason is they want to get them in and get them all tested now, and so they can they have they can get those four, that fourteen day quarantine for all the guys that test positive, get that done and out of the way in early July. That's going to be the real reason why they're going to do it. The right reason is going to be, well, we want to make sure the players are in shape. The real reason is get everybody in as soon as we can, get them all tested now, and get and get all these asymptomatic positives we're going to see, like you're seeing in college football right now. All Let's get all these asymptomatic positives in a quarantine for those 14 days and get that done and out of the way. The TV ratings are going to be off the chain, off the chain, record numbers, no matter how many people kneel or not. And this that's far more likely they'll then try to spin that as great support for their wokeism than what Russ, the previous guy, tweeted out. Uh, Sell, I, I totally disagree. You'd have to factor out the fact, I don't know how much, because people can't physically go there, th- those people... Yeah, now watching watch too. Yeah. how much that changes the ratings, uh, that part is just, you're shifting something. But in terms of additional rate, I, I don't think that's going to be true. And I hope it's not true, quite frankly, because if this NFL, the way it's behaving, has its highest record ever, we're just in full-on bread and circus territory. I mean, we, we, we're, we're quite frankly standing for nothing. I'll buy a lunch if they don't have the best television ratings they've ever had before at the end of the season. I'll buy a lunch. Okay. Okay. Does Todd get to choose where? Within reason. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason says, any electoral negativity towards Trump because of COVID and the economy will be erased by defund the police, riots, sports culture, virtue signaling, and the evil still to come to the tune of a 40-state electoral victory. So, um, I agree with most of your premise, not necessarily the conclusion. I I don't believe that's... That's not on the table now of any kind of a 40 state victory, any kind of a mandate win. I don't, in my opinion, now, now let me say this. If he gets off his 
yes, and and full bore champion of reopening, and this thing comes roaring back in, on Labor Day. See, you have to understand, he's played into their hands. Joe Biden doesn't have to go out and campaign. Exactly. Joe Biden doesn't have to be out there constantly reminding people he's not fit for the job. Constantly asking questions. Why did you say yes. uh, you ain't black? He's not, he's not out there in front of all kinds of people at rallies and events saying stupid, awkward things, forgetting his name, where he is, who he's talking to, etc. He has, Trump, Trump has played into allowing first shutting down and then the, and then the riots have canceled out two full months of, of campaigning that would have put a lot more tread on Joe Biden's tires. He's not done an event since the middle of, since, since before Super Tuesday. So that means it's only Trump and not Biden uh, that's out on the stump. That's, that's being, that people are getting, uh, being asked to give an opinion on. And that's why you're seeing Trump's numbers collapse. He's got to force Joe Biden into a normal campaign. Has to see that that's why the Democrats are talking about a virtual uh, well, we may have to do a virtual convention. Because they don't want Joe Biden standing up there in front of 70 million people for an hour and a half giving a speech by himself. This whole thing from their perspective is about hiding Joe Biden. Hiding him. And Trump has played into that. And 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 Eventually, we'll get to debates where he's going to have to stand up there in front of 100 million of Americans three times and talk. But as, as, as disappointing as, his, as Joe's performance and pathetic is likely to be in those environments. You can't go into him down by 10 points and expect that that alone is going to reverse everything to a mandate. It won't. It won't. And you have to also remember what I told you yesterday. The reason everything's been so racist, even more so than it was previously, is because they left so many black voters on the sidelines that they think they are owed, that, brought, that came out for Barack Obama, but they, don't, they didn't have another Barack Obama. So they can't inspire those people affirmatively. So they have to scare the hell out of them into voting for their hackneyed old white candidates. And that's why everything's, everything's racist. That's why that, that, that's, this is all about not having... 10, 20, 30, 40,000 black voters voting in, 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 that didn't vote in 2016, having them show up again in 2020 like they did in 2008 and 2012 for Obama. That's what this is all about to them. Trump has played into all of their strategies with his own ineffective leadership in these areas. So I don't see any kind of a mandate win for Trump. I definitely think he could still win, but I don't see any kind of mandate win. I think he's let them build in enough margin that that's not possible now. Now, maybe things, maybe he'll get off his ass and I'll have a different answer in a few months. But right now, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that is possible, Todd. Yeah, I'll sell only because of what you said, the evil yet to come. Any number of things could happen to sway this one way or the other. I honestly have no idea. All right, we'll come back hour two, more buy, sell, or hold, and our weekly profit of woe and lamentation next. Back with hour two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin, part two 
of Buy, Sell, or Hold brought to you by Gabby Insurance. You know, we're all looking for ways to save money, especially now. So when's the last time you looked at how much you're spending every month on your car insurance, on your homeowner's insurance? Well, now's the time to check out Gabby and see about getting lower rates for the exact same coverage you already have because Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Nationwide, Travelers, Progressive. Just link your current insurance account and in about two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. And Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. If if they can't find you savings, like, you know, uh, because you've already got a great plan, guess what? They'll tell you. They'll let you know, hey, relax. You got the best coverage you can get for what you're paying out there. So know that you're really good at shopping. We can confirm that for you. So if if nothing else, you'll get an affirmation you could use. You're good at this, right? And they'll never sell your info. So no annoying spam or robocalls. It's totally free to check your rate. No obligation. Takes two minutes. Do it right now. See how much you can save on your car and homeowner's insurance. Go to Gabby. That's G-A-B-I. G as in George. G-A-B-I dot com slash Dace. Gabby.com slash Dace. Again, that's Gabby.com slash Dace. 888-900-3393 is the number here to the blaze. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. And finally, if you're a podcast listener, if you haven't done this already, heck, even if you have, do it again and again and again. Uh, we could use as many five-star reviews as we could get. And I ain't too proud to beg. Sorry, I was listening to the 90s channel. I'll try not to throw any more 90s song reference titles in there. It's just like a waterfall. It just instantly comes. I'm, I did it again. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I promised you when we signed on today, no scrubs. Okay, I'm, I got it. I will stop. I need to stop it now. All right. Anyway. I, I thought I spelled something in here. <sighs> Indeed. It's my left eye. I did it again. I'm sorry. Hey, listen, if you give us a five-star review, I promise I'll stop. How's that? <laughs> Am I even necessary here for the next half hour? <laughs> Um, I, 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 if you give us a five-star review, I promise I'll stop. Go to the podcast platform that you prefer. Leave us a five-star review. Thank you to the thousands of, thousands of you that have done this for the show already. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be here at the bottom of the hour. Until then, part due of this week's Buy, Seller, Hold, Aaron. We'll go up next to Jacob Arthur, who says no-go zones for police, if police still exist, will be established in various cities like Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, etc., and will remain until late 2020. I will buy this because the people driving this, the spirit of the age driving this, I mean, they've done this in Europe already with, with no-go zones and with, when it comes to Islam, for example. So I will, I will buy it. Yes. Yeah, buy. All right, moving on. Jim Stalker says the media will begin pushing the COVID second wave panic porn heavily in July or August causing most states to only send kids to school part-time at best in the fall, despite all of the data pointing to the ridiculousness of these perpetual lockdowns. I'm going to sell because everybody that would buy into that, gym is already going to put those policies in place as it is. Like, we, we could be looking, for example, that the only school district that isn't open in our home state in the fall is Des Moines. I mean, there's, there's talk that that may be the case. Um, the kinds of school districts that would buy into that kind of panic porn, they're already in, we can't have, uh, you know, all these kids in the classroom out of vaccine mode as it is. They're, they're already going to do that. When a lot of these left-wing universities are telling you, hey, we're going to have kids back on campus this fall so we can make the money off a of football season. What that's, what they're not telling you is what's that, what that's going to look like. 
yeah, you're going to have kids on campus in the fall. A lot of them are going to be sitting in their rooms or in their apartments, wherever they stay on campus or off campus, taking virtual classes from there when they could have just done it from home. They're going to, they're going to make sure you can take all those virtual classes from home. If you don't want to send your kids to the campus, they're going to, they're going to have rotating days of when you attend a lecture and when you watch it from your dorm virtually, that's all going to happen anyway. Because everybody that would buy into the second wave panic porn is already at the, we can't have America back without a vaccine. Uh, they're at that tilt, level of tilt already. So it's already baked into the cake. I'm narrowly going to sell, but we're going to get closer to this than a lot of people think. The th- the, it's not... It's not a saving grace, but the thing that pushes it over the edge is there's competing. There's the panic that's in people's hearts, and then there's the, I gotta go to work and somebody's gotta watch my kids. That's not necessarily like a good reason to go back to school, but I think that's gonna push it over the edge in enough places. All right, Aaron Rialli says, Awana threatening to sue the Babylon Bee is the breaking of the seventh seal. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys see that? I wasn't sure if this was real or parody. That's why I didn't comment on it. Yeah, no, they threatened. So so for those of you that don't know, if you're not immersed in evangelical subculture, all right, Awana is kind of the it um, children's ministry nationally around the country. All right, and what does it stand for? I don't know. Workers, I can't remember. I used to know what the acronym stood for, okay? But it trains up children from the time that, you know, they can speak all through the, until they enter into high school on um, on biblical, on, on Bible literacy. And there's fun games and stuff associated with it. My kids did it every year uh, growing up. So Awana is an evangelical subculture. It is a name of enormous renown and respect. So when I saw the Babylon Bee claim that, that Awana was going to sue them for putting them in their parody, I thought that was parody and I didn't want to fall for it. So I didn't comment. Now you're telling me that this actually happened. Aaron is nodding his head. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. Then yes. Yes. At the very least, some seal was broken. I don't know if it's the seventh one, Okay, but at the very least, some seal was broken. So I will buy. I, there's somebody needs to have a talk. Or the, did, does Awana not know the Babylon Bee by now? I no, mean, they've actually shared stuff of the see, Babylon Bee in, okay, in the past. That's that. This is criminal. Then they, the Babylon Bee has been like South Park. It it slays everyone. And every one of you, every once in a while, you guys come along and you like don't get that. Like sooner or later, you're going to get yours in some way. I mean, there was like two years ago where Jerry Dunleavy, he's Catholic, but he flipped out over a Mormon uh, uh, joke by the Babylon Bee. I mm-hmm. mean, this is like the, maybe in the first year of Babylon Bee, but come on, you are you have no excuse, Awana. That's pathetic. Indeed. Over Looney Tunes window says Trump will announce the new Department of Social Justice with Jared Kushner as the director in the weeks leading up to the election as response to Derek Chauvin's being found not guilty on all charges. Oh, wow. So, I think it's already I think, I think my mind is blown. My mind is blown by that. Like intellectually. I ju- we just finished going through all the Marvel movies in order. 
no one I did. And we just watched basically, you know, Avengers Endgame. Uh, what is it? Uh, ep- pro- is prologue the fir- when it's at the end or epilogue? Epilogue. epilogue? epilogue. So it's Avengers Endgame epilogue is Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. All right. And when uh, Flash Thompson gets nut punched there in Venice, I, I, I feel like this tweet just did that to me. Like I just winced. Um, wow. Because I mean, I could totally see this yep. happening. I mean, I could... I could totally see this happening. And if it does, man, we're going to get a goodbye cruel world note from our guest here at the bottom of the hour, Daniel Horowitz. That'll be his tap out. That'll, that'll, that'll be. Yeah. We should ask him about this. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll have, he'll be in a, in a, in his garage there in Maryland in a running car with a hose in the, in the tailpipe. If this were to happen, he just, he could not wake up the next morning if this chain of events occurred. And because I value his life, I'm going to sell. But man, I could totally see this happening. I totally could. I'm selling. It 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 makes him too out front. Trump's not, you know, if there's machinations that he knows about or doesn't know about, as long as it's like so you clandestine. Think, do you think he's going to know for unsettledly, Trump is? He, well, it's too out front for, to let Kushner okay. or anybody else have that much okay. spotlight. He okay. hates that. All right. All right. I don't know, man. That cut me deep, Shrek. That cut me deep. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ken Plumley says, uh, UFOs will turn out most likely to be in order. Number one, physical manifestation of demons. Two, time travelers from a future Earth. Three, advanced tech from some Earth nation. Four, leftover Nikola Tesla experiments, which got loose. Or number five, aliens. So that's... I think this is fascinating. Yeah. That's from most likely to really? least likely. Um, I'm I'm not qualified to give an answer on leftover Tesla experiment experiments getting loose, but I'm totally okay with the first three options. Um, and I mean I love I love the premise and spirit of what you're attempting here, so I'm I'm gonna buy. I I think this is brilliant too. I I think this is a I think that's cash money, homie. These last two, I think, have had some serious intellectual gravitas. I'm going to sell. There's clearly two kinds of people in this world. And by this world, I mean this, like, current uh, transgendered, uh, transgendering of reality, coronavirus lockdown, um, uh, a race riot world. There are the people who see that going on and say, I absolutely, I'm doubling down on UFO conversations. And then there's those who are like, I didn't care before and now I care even less and I'm in that camp. So moving on. Uh, You're going to care a lot here in about a month or two when that's the next thing. <laughs> That's the next reason we can't go back to normal. That's the next reason everything has to be put on hold. It's because the aliens. Diana and the visitors arrive. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you. Uh, AU Tiger 89 says a national divorce isn't possible because the left wants to destroy it all. Well, that's the argument. You know, our overtime is exclusive for our subscribers. And so when we debated uh, Julie Kelly's piece from American Greatness last week, that was her piece, which was why send the soldiers in? Uh, to defend these cities, they're not worth defending. They won't even defend themselves. Let them burn. That's you know, stupid as a stupid does. They broke it. They bought it. And and not to give the whole conversation away, but that was kind of your rebuttal to her, right? Mm-hmm. Is 
the Borg won't stay on deck 16. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you hand them Seattle, Portland, New York, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're not going to just be content with letting Albany and Rochester live out their Pleasant Valley Sundays. They're going to march on them next, right? The, right. They're not going to let Spokane just enjoy having Gonzaga University there, right. which as you note, is not Catholic, but Jesuit. Yes. <laughs> okay. They're not just going to let those poor Jesuits have their, have their, their quiet little hamlet there in the Northwest, right? They're, right. they're going to march on them next, right? That's kind of your position is his, right? Yes. So I know you're buying this, right? Uh, well, it isn't. Uh, yeah, it's not possible because my tagline, progressivism is cancer. You, you can't divorce yourself from cancer. You you can't go the other... You must root it out. You must destroy it. You must... I mean, this is why this is a civil war. And this is... This this cancer is... It's, it's everywhere now. It's not just like over there. You can't... Even if you wanted to, you just can't go to your separate corners. It's not possible. There's a poll Matt Walsh is running on his Twitter account right now. It's got almost 5,000 votes asking if the country can come back together and reunify or do you think that ultimately we're going to head we're heading towards national divorce it's got almost 5,000 votes 75 percent of those votes on matt walsh's twitter account believe the country is heading towards national divorce i i I would vote that way too but i just like there's there's no because there's no amicable yeah there's no how many divorces are ultimately amicable There, there there's a few Right. Like in Iowa, you can go online and a lot of states offer this. And if both parties are just like this, we either made a mistake or, you know, um, in the end, we just it's 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 amicable. We like each other, but, you know, we're just not you can do this. No contest divorce. It takes about 90 days, a few hundred bucks. How many of those do you think are done, though, in a given day? Compared to how many people lawyer up? Right. Mm -hmm. I got to believe it's like 20 to one, probably. right. Right. Okay, so. A national divorce is not, they're not, is, is gonna, it's gonna require, is gonna be painful. Yeah. It will not be amicable because I agree with the spirit of this. The forces that are trying to monolithically take down America are not gonna be content with Texas just firing up the Fleetwood Mac and going its own way, right? F- Texas will have to, would have to fight in order for that to occur, right? The, the, the forces that, the, the spirit of the age that's at, that's at work here wants, wants kneeling universal kneeling mm-hmm. wants you all to bow the knee believes you were all made to be ruled and they're not just going to allow conscientious objectors unless a message is sent that the cost of trying to impose this on us you're not willing to pay right right otherwise this isn't going to be just some kind of amicable amicable you do your thing hey live and let live and live and let die no it won't it won't work like that Paul Howard is up next, who says, Once fans are allowed to come back to sports, fans at games will be doxxed for not joining players and kneeling during the anthem. You know, uh, routine background checks. Bye. I could see some of that. Particularly if, if, if you're caught holding a sign or booing or making a spectacle out of it. Like, if you're just not joining in them, I, I mean, that, I, the vast majority of Americans at these events are not going to join in them because the same people that are most likely to risk showing up for these games are also the least inclined to show to, to be motivated by panic porn. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that are going to go to games, the people that are voting in polls right now, Hey, I'm going to go are more likely to follow a message similar to this show than whatever in the world, Rachel Maddow's telling them about the virus. We would stipulate to that more than likely. Probably. Yeah. Okay. And so 
I, I think you're not going to see a lot of people in the stands going along with this. But if you're holding a sign, if you make a spectacle out of it, I could certainly see you getting uh, receiving a routine background check from your local newspaper, a doxing from CNN. You bet I could see that. Sure. I think the people are so on tilt now and fragile. The, the power of the false gods, the people that wouldn't have done it before the lockdown, um, I, I think they're going to be bowing the knee to a lot of things they want to, just because they think that's going back. Uh, just give me back normal. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'm deeply worried about that. Okay, next is Noviani, who says the major sports leagues will replace the national anthem with a moment of silence and recognition of the silencing of voices of people of color, silenced by systemic racism in America. Oh, so that's, they won't go that far. I mean, I'll buy. I'll totally sell. Totally sell. That's too much substance. You're giving them too much credit, in my view. You're, You're assuming that these people don't want revolution. They want a ratio on Twitter, guys. That's what this is all about. I want to wake up and have SportsCenter give me a helmet sticker. That kind of stuff is what causes real revolution. Real stuff. They don't want, they want the police to show up at their homes, their Elysiums where they live when they're getting home invaded and robbed. They just want to tweet out defund the police so they get the nice ratio. They don't really believe this stuff. You start doing stuff like that and I, I think that I think they're way too shallow, way too shallow. Sell they when they are more individuals than a mob. Yes, they're a mob now. Okay, they're a mob now. All right. John Hensley says turning meat on another man's grill, even if unattended, is the ultimate dude code violation. No, sell no sell. Rubbing another man's rhubarb is the ultimate dude code violation, bro. That's the ultimate dude code violation. Turning what I'm now if. If you are specifically told by said dude, do not touch the meat on that grill. And then you feel like you have to like, like do it that, anyway because yeah, he's not no, that's coming a dude correct. Code violation. Yeah, that, in fact, you can be punched on the spot yes. for that. We all but if you're that. like, yes. they're just being yes. dudes and, and you're like, I got to go in for a second. And she's like, he's taking a bit longer than I think maybe thought I met. I think I'm just going to. No, you got to You got to step in and yeah. do right yeah. by your buddy. Yeah, yeah, totally. See, that's something that would really, really tick me off. Somebody, somebody just started, uh, you know, grilling on my grill. <laughs> That's a dude code violation for that saying would, that out loud. That would tick me the heck off. That's, that's my grill. That's, that's so, my meat that I'm giving kidding. you. It's so McIntyre. I that, love it so that, much. That I will, I will, I will, I will cook it. When I, when I say it's done, it's done. When I say it's to be turned, it will be turned. You will not do this. So that's I may me. Have, I may have never had more respect for you than I do right now. Well, that's... That's I'm I'm totally in on you right now. Totally in. Totally in on me. <laughs> okay. Maybe I need to reevaluate. But not in like then. a transgendered way, okay. but yeah. Okay. okay. Uh Bill Carlisle says WHO, World Health Organization, will release a statement finding that social distancing measures are largely ineffective at stopping the spread of SARS CoV two before twenty twenty ends. Bye. Yeah. And they will put out a statement that's saying that says it saved Cash, millions of lives. Money. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna they're, they're, they're gonna claim every side of every statement. The week right? of the election to get uh mass uh turnout. Yes. Know. Bye. All right. We've got about ten minutes left in this segment. So you know oh, what no, a no, time no. it is. Come on. It's man. a time for another Rolling Stone top whatever no, article. It's not. No, yes, it's not. No, yes, it's not. It is. Bum, bum. 
It definitely is. And you know, you, you actually uh, you actually mentioned it at the beginning of this segment, Steve. The top 20 songs of the 1990s. This one will especially suck. Yes, it will, because yeah. the 90s sucked for music. No, there's a... Dude, come on, there's man. Well, there's a few ones. I, I should take... I should dial that back up. There's a few good songs, but uh, compared to the 70s and 80s... I agree with you on that. Too many, too many novelty songs like the Macarena and... A little bit of Monica or whatever yeah. the heck that Lou Bega song was. Okay, yeah. there's too much of that. You know, right. right said Fred. I hate all that crap. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rolling Stone, top 20 songs of the 1990s. Number 20, Beck, Loser. It's a good song. All right, man, I got to tell you, you have my, okay, you have my attention. I, 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 I may have misjudged you. That's a great freaking song. That is a great Song. Are there 19 better songs than that? I, I, I don't know, but if we're starting there, I'm hesitant to be optimistic because I know you'll crush me here in a few minutes, if not the very next song. But you 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 have me at hello, to use another 90s reference. Okay, so I'm in. I'll buy. Yeah, that, that, that absolutely belongs on the list. You bet. So. You're fired. That's not a great song. It's a great song. It's a great song, Todd. You're wrong. Yeah. Uh, number 19, Whitney Houston featuring Faith Evans and Kelly Price, Heartbreak Hotel. Don't even know what that is. And it, so. it lasted for one song. I don't even know what that is. So, so. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Garbage, number 18, Garbage by, uh, Queer, I should say, by Garbage. So. Um, I, like, I like the garbage inclusion, though. Okay. Now, wrong song. Um, I'm only happy when it rains is a far better song. So I'm going to sell, but you know, as meatloaf once said, two out of three ain't bad. Okay. In another decade, I mean, the f two out of the three choices here have had some, uh, some substance. Maybe this won't as uh, this won't have to be as much embrace the suck as I had feared. Maybe this is the list that will break me. None have broken me yet, but okay. this is dreadful thus far. Or stupid girl is, is a better song too. But just Rolling Stone's not putting Stupid Girl on the list of the 20 best songs. Oh, yeah, because it has standards. <laughs> yes, yeah. Hashtag me too, right. Yeah. Uh, number 17, Beastie Boys, Sure Shot. Is Sabotage anywhere on this list? I don't know. What I got to sell that. It, yeah. what sabotage, sabotage was in the 90s. I thought it was in the 90s. I'm pretty sure. No, I'll look it up. No, no you're right. It is. Okay. I'm thinking back to, it is, it is. Yeah. Because that's the best song they ever did. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the best rap songs of all time, in my view. So I gotta sell. I, yeah. I gotta sell. Sell. Yeah. Uh, something called Sleater Kenny. Uh, the song is "Get Up." Don't know what we're doing here. What is this list? Yeah, yeah. Sell. I don't know. We're, we're taking a detour here. We're going down the wrong. All right. Got to make a clean cut. Got to make a clean cut. All right. We're going down the wrong road here. All right. You need to put that puppy in in in, in park and then reverse and back that bleep up. Okay. That but. So I got to sell. I'm getting worried now, Eric. Okay. Number 15, Outcast, Rosa Parks. Sell. Because we all know why the song is there. So it's a total contrivance. Yes. And it's not as good as, as Loser by Beck. That's, the, that's whenever we do this, oh, I have my not, benchmarks. No, on, dude, no. Okay, Beck's Loser. Dude, I've used that for bumper music my entire career. I love that song. Love it. So sell every song from here on out has to be better than Beck's loser or it's a sell. Number 14, REM night swimming. That's night the one they chose. Sell night swimming. They chose that one. <laughs> I mean, Not like a... man on the moon. What's the frequency? Kenneth. 
They chose that one. Of the decade? Yeah, Cell. Cell. And 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 everybody's a non-essential worker now at Rolling Stone. You're all non-essential. You're fired. Number 13, old dirty B word, uh, Brooklyn Zoo. Don't know what that is, Cell. Yeah, I know what it is, Cell. It's not as good as Beck's Loser, man. Yeah. And you know what? We... I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to be concerned. Yes, concerned. We got off to a promising start, young man. So I know the potential is there. I know. We got off to a promising start, okay? Re- go back. I feel like... I feel like I'm, Stick to I, the old paths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to what you did before, all right? What, what was the church that, uh, that, that uh, lost its way in Revelation... Jesus says, go back to what you did before. I feel like I want to say that right now to Rolling Stone. Okay. Uh, number 12, the Breeders Cannonball. So. Didn't, don't you have this as a, as a bumper music as well? It's not better than Beck's Loser. Okay. No. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, number 11, Hole, Doll Parts. So. Wrong Hole Song. I agree. There, I, I agree. Oh, what's the name of it? You're now? right, Aaron. The '90s sucked for music. Oh, you're. Right. I, I agree. One of the best songs of the '90s. Um, I just cannot remember the name of it though. It is a whole song for people that don't know. That's the uh, former Mrs. Kurt Cobain's band, uh, female grunge band. But that's not the one. It's not that song. I just can't remember what the name of that song was because I'm getting old now and having brain farts. I got to look it up now. Just a second. Whole. That's Kate. Although I'm a little concerned, what happens March. if I type in whole March. songs? into Google. Yeah, I'm a little concerned at what may come up. Celebrity skin. That's the one I'm thinking of. That does belong on the list in my view. But I have to sell. All right. Okay. Number 10, TLC, no scrubs. That, so. that belongs on the list. Buy. Not better than Beck's Loser, but I'm desperate to give someone some affirmation at this point, so I will buy. So. Number nine, Liz Fair, expletive and run. Sell. So. Ah, sell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pulp, common people. Sell. Sell. No, no, no Smashing Pumpkins, no Stone Temple Pilots, no Pearl Jam's Jeremy, which might be the best song of the decade. It's certainly in the conversation, in my yeah. view. None of that, none of that anywhere. Uh, number seven, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, The Rain, Supa Dupa Fly. I've never heard of that. Sell. Yeah. Again, yeah. sell. Yeah. Yeah. Number six, Pavement, Gold and, okay, Sounds. And now I want to hurt sell. you. Now I want to hurt you. I need mm-hmm. to, in fact. I need to hurt you now. See, I, I, I do. Right. Number yeah. five, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, sell. Nothing But a G Thing. That belongs on the list. It's one of the most transformative. Whether you like it or not, it's it's one of the most transformative songs of the decade. It absolutely did it transform. It totally changed. It made rap music pop music. Absolutely belongs on the list. Yeah. Uh, Number four, Bikini Kill, Rebel Girl. So so. I sold everything. This is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, This is is truly terrible. uh, Number three, Notorious B.I.G. with Maze 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 and Puff Daddy. Mo money, mo problems. Belongs on the list. Not that high, but I'll buy. But not that high. I'm going to buy right now because I'm just, I'm desperate to affirm right now. I just really feel like I need to affirm something to make the last 10 minutes worth my while. Belongs on the list. Pollyanna Dace is the worst Dace. All right. Belongs on the list. And I love it when you call me Big Papa, but I'm, so I'm, I'm just, but it just shouldn't be that high. Yeah. 
Uh, number two, Black Street, No Diggity. I never so. liked the song. And if that's the number two song of the decade, I should have died in 1991. Nothing from, you know, did you two have any good songs? They put out, went out maybe the best album of the decade, Act Hong Baby, could be the best album of the all entire this decade. This is just virtue signaling. Nothing, this nothing. That's all it is. That's, that's exactly what it is. You're exactly right. Yes. Number one, John Lennon, Imagine. Just kidding. Number one, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I, I can see that. I can I can buy that. You guys know I think it's the most overrated song of all time, but, but no. it's the most transformative song no. of the decade. It, it belongs on the list, and most but people and most people would put it number one. So I will buy that. It's clearly not to them though. They're lying. If this was the most transformative song, all those other bands that aren't on here that you were talking about would be on here. I agree with you this on that. This is garbage. Because otherwise, this is like the Des Moines Register yes. saying, "Like I'll endorse Steve King in his second turn to make it seem like we're cool and hip." No, this whole this was you, you nailed I'm that. Broken. You know what? I have to sell because what you just said is a great point. If that's worthy of being number one, then the, then where's the rest of the grunge era that it opened the door for? There's nothing, nothing, no plush from Stone Temple Pilots, no Jeremy or Even Flow or Alive from Pearl Jam, right? It can't be number one and then have no, no, uh, no offspring. Is that what you're saying? Our minds are you, becoming one. You know what, dude? That's a fist bump take. That's one of the best takes you've ever had, Erzin. It's not even Friday. I mean, that well, kind of is Friday. that'll preach right there, it's and it's Friday. not even Friday. Daniel Horowitz is next. So what is the number one sign of a bad home security system? How about a home security system that's so complicated you don't ever use it? That's exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade competing with and fighting against because they believe that simple is safer and that's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now when feeling safe at home has never been more important. It was designed to be used while protecting your whole home 24-7. You can order online with a click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. I am not DIY guy at all. I mean, I, I hooked this thing up in 10 minutes or less at our house. And we absolutely love this home security system. So if I can hook it up, any of you listening right now can hook it up. You don't need a technician or a salesperson to come out and disrupt your home. You don't need to pay an outrageous monthly fee or sign a two-year contract. It's very affordable. All these reasons are why it was listed the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. And their 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at just 50 cents a day. If you want to do Simply Safe, highly would recommend it. We have it at our home. I love it. All right. Go to simplysafe.com slash truthbombs. That's simplysafe.com slash truthbombs, and you'll get free shipping plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. A 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping when you go to simplysafe.com slash truthbombs. Let's bring in our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Doing all right, Steve. Blood libels matter. So they do. Let, let's 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 put the, a couple of topics with with coronavirus to bed before we get to what's going on with race and the riots, et cetera, which I know you have been focused on on your podcast here in the last few days. I've been tuning in. I, I, I've, I found it riveting analysis. I think our I would recommend it, particularly these next couple of days with with our show off as I head out to L.A. Um, people may have some extra time. If you aren't listening to what Daniel's doing, go get caught up on the last week or so. Uh, on what's going on with the riots uh, and Black Lives Matter 
matters. And it mean I just I've found it phenomenal and riveting. So I want to give you all the time we can we can to highlight some of the things you've been highlighting. But first, sure. our audience is going to hear a lot of coronavirus lies the next couple of days while I'm away. I'm not here to debunk everything. The whole thing with new cases, I urge our audience don't even acknowledge that. It's a stupid panic porn talking point. We don't care about new cases. It's about hospitalizations and deaths. And frankly, there is no number that's out there on either of those two data points that really prevents basically anything or anywhere except maybe a nursing home from reopening right now. Agree or disagree? Steve, absolutely. And by the way, one of the things that they're doing, and it's very similar to the BLM mentality where they play arithmetic tricks. Okay. So Steve, you know, blacks are seven times more likely to get attacked by police. Well, they're 12 times to 13 times more likely to be victims of a homicide. So therefore, actually, the punchline is the opposite of what they're trying to prove. Actually, it's more likely per capita, per interactions with different groups that they're going to shoot white suspects and black suspects. Same thing here. They'll, um, the, the number of testing will go up even greater than the number of positive confirmed cases, thereby the passivity goes down, which is the exact opposite of what they're saying. Now they're saying hospitalizations are going up in some states. Here's the game, Steve. There's cumulative total hospitalizations, and then there's the number of hospitalizations from that day, mm-hmm. new hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. So what they're pointing out is in Arizona, for example, record people in the hospital with coronavirus. And you see that on one of their charts if you go to their dashboard. But then you see the chart of daily admissions for coronavirus patients, and it's in the toilet. There's like five It's the lowest ever. Mm -hmm. So, Steve, we don't have all the information, but what it appears is happening is this. Another example of the exact opposite of what they're saying and how it's the lockdown that's causing it. What's happening is right now you have a surge in the hospitals of patients from the lockdown. All of the delayed heart, stroke, cancer, everything. So let's say right now you have a set, and I'm making up the numbers here, a 70% increase relative to a month ago in hospital admissions. Now, unlike before, it's standard. Anyone in a hospital and almost anywhere in this country, they give you a PCR test, see if you're positive for COVID. So just the simple math is the people coming into the hospital are going to have asymptomatic COVID cases Mm -hmm. and aren't going to even know about it. And they're just revealing that, but that's not what they're right. there for. Yeah, I'm, that I'm, is I, and they put me in the hospital trick. for hypertension, observation. I tested positive for COVID. I'm now a I'm a COVID now hospitalization. Like if I jumped off a building in April and I and my body the autopsy was COVID, it was a COVID death. Right, same exact thing. The same other po- thing. The other point I told our audience, it, it, and I've I've addressed this now the last two days. After uh, after on Monday being honest about asymptomatic spread being rare, like it's rare for any virus, and 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 having to be honest because we just had a, a, a worldwide super spreader events with all these protests all over the world. And so in two weeks when we don't have Lombardy, Italy and New York City in Amsterdam and everywhere in the world after this, the whole lie at the, at the core of the lockdowns was going to be exposed. So on Monday, I think they felt like they had to retcon this and say, well, asymptomatic spread is rare so they don't look stupid in two weeks. The problem was this got picked up by media far more than I think they thought. And, and then they realized, well, if we acknowledge that asymptomatic spread is rare, then everything 
there's no point to really anything we're telling you to do. You just go back to your life then at that point, unless you are symptomatic, you know, or have a comorbidity, everybody else just goes back to normal. Well, now they want to say 40% now, after saying it was rare, now they're saying 40% of the transmissions can come from the asymptomatic. And I'm telling our audience, there's no way that's true. And you don't have to be an immunologist, virologist, or biologist to know it's not true. You just have to know that two plus two is not 456. Because every single community uh, uh, antibody study we have done on this planet has come back with a sample somewhere between 2 and 20% of the people with antibodies, which means a lot of people got antibodies but were asymptomatic. If, if Just do the math. There's no way 40% of those people infected other people with COVID. Otherwise, the whole damn world would be Lombardi, Italy and New York City. The whole world would be the Imperial College survey. And the fact that they're rolling that out three months after, it's one thing to lie to people with this on March 10th. It's another thing to do it on June 10th with all these antibody studies that have been done all over the world. It's the dumbest panic porn that I have seen yet. Steve, that's a decaf version. Now let me give you the caffeinated version of it. It's much more than that, okay? It now turns out that anywhere from 30 to 80% of those who had the virus, particularly asymptomatically, do not show or present antibodies in the test. So the serology tests that have from 2 to 20% of the population having it are just the tip of the iceberg. It, it's really a lot larger, could be closer to 50% had it, Almost, and which means that the the share that had it asymptomatically could be in the 90s, not 30 or 40 percent. It could be in the 90s. So that's how many people have had it asymptomatically, rather than the antibodies producing antibodies, the the inherent T cells, sometimes B cells, uh, ward it off. Um, where they'll test positive if you would test them, but they won't present symptoms and therefore often won't present antibodies. So the pool is even larger than you think. Hmm. So yes, Steve, I mean, if if those dudes have anywhere near the share of transmission capability as symptomatic people, you'd have the world killed seven times over. Yes. So They, they have I mean, to know this, Daniel. They, they, uh, this can't be idiocracy. They They have to know this. So then what is the motivation in attempting to slip that past the goalie? What, there, there, it can only be sinister. It cannot be stupidity. It can only be sinister. Because, Steve, what, what is happening right now is a blood libel. And what, what you do with a blood libel is you take an event that is true. A non-Jewish girl died in a village in Russia in close proximity to where Jews were or in a Jewish hospital. You can't deny that, Steve. Didn't that happen? And then you immediately flood the zone with a narrative. So again, lockdown is to uh, the virus what race rioting and race hustling and systemic racism is to G George Floyd. You flood the zone with the narrative and then you just pound away. You shame people. Either you, you're a racist, which is worse than being a murderer, or you're, uh, you know, you, you're going to kill grandma. You stifle debate and then they figure that's going to take them the rest of the way. And then, again, the two issues merge because they don't need to follow up on the veracity of their viral panic porn because they have new viral panic porn hmm. with the riots, which have now become international. You're talking about an international organization. But this has become international as well. This is what they do with the news cycle. They are putting out so many fires. You, Steve, you might think you're clever putting it out, but that's one out of a thousand fires. And they still got the place burning. And I think that's the big challenge we have now. It's this vicious viral load 
of indulgence where they just throw everything at us and we could try to, you know, target, okay, that's wrong, they're asymptomatic, the IFR is wrong, um, you know, the the threat to children is wrong. Hey, did this really happen in Minneapolis? Was it really motivated by race? Hey, uh, is this really a, a systemic problem? Aren't we seeing the opposite? It doesn't matter. They have so much. I don't know what you do. It takes a village. And as much as people like you and I are saying this, how many people are saying it? 10, 15, 20? Mm -hmm. You don't have the power of a political movement and a political party and organization behind the debunking of two plus two doesn't equal 400. So you know what, Steve? It is may as well equal 400. I saved the back half of this about four to five minutes on giving you an opportunity to kind of give a, a, a 10,000 foot view highlight of what you have been breaking down in great detail that is going on with these race riots, with George Floyd, et cetera. So the floor is yours to give our audience kind of a primer um, in, in case they've been missing it the past few days. So, so let's look at the facts and then we'll just look philosophically and politically what you do with something like this. Worst case scenario, we have one just murderous cop. Now, obviously, there's a lot of interesting things here. It's, it seems like he knew Floyd personally. Uh, witnesses now say he had a personal vendetta. So that really um, throws cold water on any systemic racism. Two of the cops are not white. Um, but nonetheless, let's just say it was just one guy killed a man, cold blood, one death. Very sad. We have had at least 20 people killed from the riot so far, majority of them being being black, including some black police officers. We've had over a thousand officers uh, injured. God knows how many civilians. We now have civilians being dragged out of their cars with checkpoints set up not just on roads, but on interstate highways like in Fallujah, where you, you either have to drive through it and risk running into one of them or you get pulled out of your car and beaten this is happening nationwide the reginald denny uh phenomenon um the property damage the media has covered up but entire sections of minneapolis and other cities are destroyed black businesses are burnt to the ground um now let's look on the justice side from floyd's end he has gotten justice okay as much justice as you'll ever get with the charges, as swift as you'll ever get, they're all held, including the other three, on a million-dollar bond in my entire life. You know I write articles like twice a week on, on bond and bail. I have never seen a case um, with, with, the, with, with these charges uh, getting a million – you know, being held in lieu of a million-dollar bond. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. Uh, in fact, w one of the BLM – protesters a defense attorney is is arrest was arrested for murdering a disabled vet in cold blood driving his car again at one of these checkpoints shot him through the window pulled out a gun shot him through the window he is out on thirty thousand dollar bail okay um we are living in a time of reverse jim crow the point is they got their justice they're getting their justice they're gonna get more than justice no justice is being served for any of the victims of the riots and frankly, this is a microcosm of what has been happening before Floyd, which is this. We have let out 67,000 criminals just the last couple months, hundreds of thousands the last year. Most of the people doing 90% of the crime are those 10% career criminals that we let out of prison. You have gang violence rising in Minnesota long before this, in a lot of these cities long before this. Who are the biggest victims, Steve? by far African-Americans. Mm -hmm. See, the, the biggest thing people aren't pointing out is that police average about 58,000 assaults a year 
18,000 injuries a year. Do you know where the lion's share of those injuries come from? Not arrests, but responding to disturbance calls. What are the most common disturbance calls that bring police into these interactions? Black victims of crime, black business owners, black bystanders or witnesses calling them down. And that's why they're there. They show up. The guy's usually on drugs, out of control, very hard to control the person. And they are they often get themselves killed by using underwhelming force for every Floyd. There's a thousand other way around. You never hear about it. We live again in a time of reverse Jim Crow that as long as you are doing something under the guise of blood libels matter, you could set up checkpoints, you could block highways, you could attack people, you could drag them out of your cars, you could loot, you will be released and won't be prosecuted. If you defend yourself from them, a guy in Seattle defended himself from the lynch mob because he didn't want to be lynched and then went straight to the police and surrendered himself. He's being held on $200,000 bond, still being held while the person who beat him is being treated as a uh, as a hero. What is happening is this. Quickly. You can no longer run and you can no longer hide. Hmm. Our backs are against the against the wall. You cannot feed a, a blood libel. You cannot apologize to it. You cannot kneel to it as Republicans are seeking to do. We cannot live as a society like this. It is time we grab the racialist argument by its horns and debunk it through and through for the myth it is and finally, finally strive for Martin Luther King's dream that every person is treated as an individual and we seek individual justice and cut the racial warfare crap out. Well said, my friend. Thanks for joining us again this week. All right. God bless. Take care. Take care. Enjoy. Hey, did you get stricken by the quarantine 15 during those lockdowns? If that's the case, summer is almost here. The warm weather is here. Why not reboot your New Year's resolutions right now and use our friends over at Riduzone? Doctor Developed, it's an excellent way to curb cravings for those foods that you just can't resist then end up breaking your will and, and your discipline because it helps with your portion and craving control. Backed by two U.S. patents, Riduzone is the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA. That's how it helps. It's the naturally occurring molecule that helps you to feel full faster while burning stored fat and also their for reducing your calorie intake. All right, so this is this is this is the added extra boost your discipline, your willpower needs. All right, you can get it right now for up to 65% off with free shipping. Only on the website, though, at riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, and you only get that discount when you go there and use my name, Steve, as the promo code. So promo code Steve at riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, 65% off and free shipping, incredible discount, free shipping too. Promo code Steve at riduzone.com. We're out of here for the rest of the week. We will see all of you again on Monday. We have one more thing left to do, though. That is our overtime. We'll get to that here for our Blaze TV subscribers, blazetv.com slash days. We'll see the rest of you again on Monday. Everybody have a great rest of the week and weekend. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.